back to Mortgageonomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in BC and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, today's headliner topic: I'm going to talk about think twice before adding someone to the land title during a mortgage refinance. But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. On Wednesday, June the 9th, Tiff Macklem, and this is the governor of the Bank of Canada, will make the fourth Bank of Canada policy interest rate announcement of 2021. So there's eight of them. So we're halfway there for the year. Basically, this is a day that all variable rate mortgage holders mark in their calendars. Even though no one is anticipating any changes to the current overnight lending rate, it's still highly anticipated, even though no one is anticipating anything. The actual overnight lending rate is 0.25%. And this is what the announcement is all about. Do not confuse this with your bank's prime rate. But here's why everyone huddles over the announcement. It's because the key overnight lending rate, which is currently at 0.25%, largely influences prime rates. So currently, prime rate is at 2.45%. So if you have a variable rate mortgage and it's at, let's say, prime minus 0.9%, that means your actual rate would be 1.55%. 2.45 minus 0.9%. So if Tim Macklem announces that they will be increasing the overnight lending rate to, let's say, 0.5% from currently where it's at 0.25, then typically you can expect all the banks to coincide with the announcement and increase their prime rate accordingly. So if that were to happen this week, banks would likely increase their prime rate from 2.45% to 2.70% from 2.45%. And the same logic would apply if a decrease in the rate is announced, right? And um, generally, well, all banks have the same prime rate at 2.45% except one. And um, you can reach out to me to find out about that. So there's one bank out there that does not use 2.45% as its prime rate. Sneaky, sneaky bank. Now, why does this even happen? What what does the key overnight lending rate have to do with your variable rate mortgage? Like, who cares if it goes up or down? Or more importantly, why does it affect variable mortgage rates? And here's the answer. Banks borrow money based on the key overnight rate. And if that overnight rate deviates up or down, they pass on the difference to the mortgage holder, to their mortgage holder customers and any other loan that is directly linked to prime rate. So that could be car loans, credit cards, lines of credit and so on. So there's quite a few loans that link to prime rate. The highest that prime rate has ever been was 21.75% in 1981. And the lowest it's ever been is right now at 2.45%. That's right. You are witnessing history as I speak. And if you're 48 years old like me, you've witnessed both historic milestones. Pretty cool. 
And this is where things get even more interesting. Even though I was only eight years old in 1981 when prime rate was 21.75%, I still remember life back then and faintly remember it was a, it was a pretty stressful event for many families, um, you know, in, in Calgary at the time, for sure. Uh, at the time, my dad was a builder in Calgary, and he had just built our brand new home in uh, Woodlands, a brand new community at the time in Southwest Calgary. Really awesome neighborhood. Um, anyhow, as I grew older, my dad always referred back to the days in the 80s. And of course, you can guess the recession in Alberta had everything to do with oil and gas. So without getting into detail, it just wasn't good. We'll leave it at that. Anyhow, the impact on the market was unforgettable. Prices dropped by as much as 38% from their peaks in 1981 to where they finally bottomed out um, at the time, 1984. I don't know if any other major city in Canada has experienced such a slide. But the moral of the story, high interest rates can certainly, definitely do their part to market values for sure. And, and here we are today, pretty much a 180 degree opposite scenario, uh, like total complete 180, historic low interest rates and skyrocketing real estate across the country. And, and one other interesting fact, back in the 80s when interest rates were at all time highs, the prime minister in power was none other than Pierre Trudeau. So pretty interesting history correlation. Um, not that that has anything to do with anything, just uh, just a fun fact, I guess, but something about the, the Trudeaus and uh, extremes and their, their timing in history. Pretty crazy. And uh, here's my theory of how we are going to pull out of this, how we're going to come out of this. And it's, uh, it's a really basic theory based on nothing but my intuition. Um, but whatever I'm going to say. Uh, I think interest rates will go up, but not quickly. We know that for the past 40 years, interest rates have been decreasing. So I think it makes sense that any rise in interest rates will also be gradual. And um, will it be a 40-year gradual rise? Like, I have no idea. Probably not. But I can totally see how policymakers and central bankers um, are going to drag this recovery out for many years to come. So, um, yeah, in the meantime, like the, like the old saying there, stay calm and carry on. Let's begin and discuss this week's headliner. Think twice before adding someone to the land title during a mortgage refinance. Wondering whether to proceed with a fixed or a variable mortgage? Why not pick both? There's a mortgage just for that. In fact, there's a mortgage that allows you the flexibility to configure it any way you desire. I call them hybrid mortgages. So let's say you have a $500,000 mortgage. If you wanted to, you could configure it so that $200,000 is allocated in a five-year fixed rate, $100,000 as a five-year variable, and the remaining $200,000 as a home equity line of credit. And better yet, every year you receive a detailed statement from the lender that outlines the cumulative interest charges for each configured mortgage. If you want to learn more, shoot me a text or give me a ring at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. Mortgage refinance is often a momentous and rejuvenating experience 
For most homeowners, it's an opportunity to reset and forge a new pathway to a more promising outcome. For example, paying off high interest debt with low interest mortgage funds. And in the process of doing so, perhaps establishing or creating a more pronounced awareness of spending and more importantly, recognizing the consequences of overspending. It's a second chance and rather than calling on a family member or close friend to bail you out, you call on your home to do so. And then there are the refinancers coming from an entirely different angle. The ones that are looking to tap into their equity to further improve their net worth by borrowing from their home equity to invest. These are the refinancers who are set on leveraging good debt to create wealth and ultimately increase their net worth. Regardless of what it is that motivates one to refinance their mortgage, another outcome arises that is often not accounted for. What happens if I add a title holder during my mortgage refinance? The first thing one needs to recognize when refinancing a mortgage is that if you plan on adding another individual to the mortgage, you are also required to thereby add that individual to the land title. And if there is only one thing that you retain from this, this, this podcast episode today, let it be this. There are implications when you add someone to the land title. Before we explore the implications of adding another individual to the title, let's first understand the two common ownership title registrations for properties with multiple title holders. Joint tenancy ownership. This is the most common ownership registration for married or common law couples, as the primary advantage of joint ownership is the right of survivorship. The right of survivorship means that if one owner passes away, their interest in the property automatically transfers to the other owner on title as each owner owns 100% of the property as joint tenants. Tenancy in Common Ownership a form of ownership in which title owners are allocated separate shares of the property. The division of ownership can be whatever the title holders agree upon. It could be 50-50, 60-40, 99-1, or, or it can be split four ways, 25% each, and so on. Unlike joint tenancy ownership, there is no right of survivorship. Tenancy in common allows each owner to pass on their share in the property to their respective beneficiaries under their will if they choose to do so. Here are some scenarios and outcomes to be aware of when deciding to register as joint or tenancy in common ownership. Single title homeowners may consider adding a family member to their land title as a joint tenant for estate planning purposes. For instance, in the event that the homeowner passes away, the property title will transfer directly to the surviving joint title holder, thereby avoiding probate fees and taxes. When adding a joint tenant title holder, during a refinance, be aware that you may also trigger various forms of taxation. For example, in British Columbia, the additional title holder will be subject to their share of a property transfer tax. Also, depending on the relation to the original title holder and intent, the new title holder may also be subject to capital gains tax for the year they were added to the title. Another thing to be aware of with joint ownership is that if the occupant owner were to go into arrears on their mortgage, the derogatory credit rating would extend to the other owner as well. In many instances, a parent co-signer is registered as a tenancy in common ownership with a 99% and 1% share distribution, child to parent, so as to minimize potential capital gains in the event of a sale. Joint tenancy ownerships are also used for reasons other than capital gains. 
My intent for today's topic was primarily to raise awareness that there are implications when adding someone to your title during a mortgage refinance. Do not rely on this content as official policy and regulation, but rather use it as a starter conversation with your accountant and or your lawyer to better assist you in communicating your particular scenario. If you do not know of a lawyer or accountant that specializes in real estate, please don't hesitate to reach out to me directly and I will gladly share with you my network of real estate lawyers and accountants for Calgary and Vancouver. That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary as I am very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgageonomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.